1: And welcome to The Water Cooler, everybody. Thanks for being here. I'm David Brody. Good to be back. We begin with a question that all conservatives are going to eventually have to answer. Will you be boycotting companies that are trying to silence and cancel the conservative viewpoint? Or, as Shakespeare would say, to boycott or not to boycott? That is the question. Now, we know about Major League Baseball pulling the All-Star Game out of Georgia because of their opposition to the new voting law on the books in Georgia. And over the weekend, President Trump told his tens of millions of supporters to boycott Major League Baseball, Delta, Coke, et cetera. Basically, all the companies that have come out against the Georgia law. So, are you going to do it? Give us your thoughts. We want you to email us at thewatercooler at gmail.com. That's the watercooler at, uh, I'm sorry, did I say gmail? At justthenews.com. The, <laughs> the watercooler at justthenews.com. Also today, <clears throat> excuse me, Joe Biden and his plan to increase taxes. It's all, got me all of a klempt. First, I, I want to give him some credit today. He wasn't stumbling up the stairs, so that's a win. Uh, but his administration could be stumbling on something else soon, Biden's new infrastructure bill. I mean, look, sure, it has infrastructure money in there, but it pales into comparison of what else is in there like $400 billion for long-term care for the elderly and disabled, uh, and something else called the Civilian Climate Corps. It apparently includes the goal of advancing environmental justice. Unions would also get stronger under the bill, and the list goes on. And what does anything, what does any of that, by the way, have to do with infrastructure? They should really title this upcoming bill the all-you-can-eat-and-spend buffet bill. And later today, just when you thought it couldn't get any goofier, along comes evergreen trees. Apparently, they are now controversial. A school in Portland, Oregon, debating whether their mascot should be an evergreen tree. Wait until you hear the reason why it is so controversial. But first to that new voting law in Georgia that is causing so much controversy. Liberals say it's voter suppression. Conservatives say, uh, have you read the bill? Let's bring in Roland Martin now, host and managing editor of Roland Martin Unfiltered. Roland. Great to see you, as always. Likewise. So, Roland, we're, we hear the Water Cooler, you know, we bring on liberals, conservatives. We think uh, conversation's important. So so go ahead. I, you have the floor. Lay out the case as to why this law in Georgia is voter suppression. Cause I'm assuming you believe it's a racist law, right?
2: Well, here's the deal. The, the, the entire law is based upon a fraudulent lie. That's what it first is based on, okay? Georgia had uh, his highest turnout, in a very long time in 2020. So why exactly would you then make massive changes because you're upset? Let's just be real clear, okay? Put on the table. Conservatives can't disagree with this. They're mad because they lost. They're mad because Biden-Harris won Georgia and Ossoff and Warnock won the two Senate seats. That's why they're upset. That's why the law was changed. Now, it drastically cuts the number of, uh, of uh, drop boxes, okay. Governor Brian Kemp voted via Dropbox. All right, the drop boxes also have to now be inside of the polling place, and the drop boxes are only available nine to five. That makes no sense. What's the point of the drop box if you can't access it before you go to work or after you go to work? That's one. We know, of course, the whole deal about food and water while you're in line as well. But I got. But this is the most basic, fundamental question. And conservatives have to ask themselves if Trump won Georgia and if Republicans had won the two US Senate seats would there be a new bill the answer is no
1: mm-hmm. yeah listen i'm not going to i'm not going to argue that point with you at all in other words uh, i believe that if Trump won Georgia this wouldn't be an issue today i'm not going to disagree so with you so why is it an issue well hang on i'm not going to do- disagree with you however here's here's the second part of that sentence however the, the reality is, is that if there were voting irregularities, which folks down in Georgia do believe that happened on the ground, they want those corrected. And now we're into a question Hold about vote. Hold on, Where's let me just proof? finish. Let me just finish. So therefore, we're into a question about voter fraud and protecting the election integrity. So, so there are two separate issues here. I know you want to connect the two. I get it, but you still got no, to go with what. No. But the law, but you got to go with what the what was passed regarding the law. And the truth of the matter is there is a voter integrity issue in this country. That cannot what, be disputed. What is that? Well, no, where's That is the cannot proof? be disputed.
2: Here's the deal. Where's the proof? Republicans the proof in Georgia can offer you no proof of what you just said. The operative word, what you just used was if. You said if there was voter fraud
1: no i didn't Show say me that where's the proof i no i didn't say that no there, there's folks in in georgia that believe that uh signature Who, verification who's there were problems with signature verification there were problems with uh, dead people voting there were problems with uh, id the whole thing all that all that they believe took place and so that Who knows? that's that uh, David, David, they David, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's start right here yeah. who's they well well they being election officials clearly no, which election No, no, officials. no. Hold on. No, I'm not because, talking about. I'm not talking about Secretary of State. I'm not talking about Brad Raffensperger. No, no, no. Mike but here's the deal. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold, hold on. See, this is where on. I'm confused. There were local the, poll if, watchers if, and others and others that
2: believe that. David, David. If the mm-hmm. Secretary of State mm-hmm. and his team, mm-hmm. if their entire job mm-hmm. is to protect the the secretary of the ballot, don't you think they would have some evidence? No. Mm-hmm. What you have is our people. We dealt with people who were lying, mm-hmm. who were lying, who presented no proof. No, they that's not rolling.
1: Anything David, Roland. Roland, Where's the proof? Hold, hold on for a second. That's a separate discussion about whether or not a judge would take the case and hear certain uh, that was never presented no, 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 in a court no, no, of no, law. No, no, it was no, never no, no, presented no, in a court of law.
2: It never got no, there. Roland. Okay, it, it never got seen, there. Okay. David, were there that's any legislative Okay, Hold up. Were there any mm-hmm. legislative hearings in Georgia? where individuals were brought forth and they offered testimony before this bill was passed. No, it was a two-page bill. It was a two-page bill that went to a 100-page bill. But so, you're not getting so to the substance. R- Roland, hold on. But you're David, not getting to. David, wait, hold on. But David, let me just get to the point. You're
1: not getting to the substance of the bill. It's fraud, prove it. Roland, you're not getting to the substance of the bill. What is the problem with the bill? This, the bill actually expands voter thing. access. The, no, this no, no, is no, it this a good thing. No, it sure it does. No, it Absolutely doesn't. it does. No, it, it does. First
2: of all, it does not expand voter access. It does. It's limited. Here's the deal. First of all, it alters voting hours. First of all, it alters voting hours. There are some counties in Georgia that have none David. Yeah, David, there are some counties in Georgia that had early mm-hmm. voting 7 to 7. Mm-hmm. This actually makes it 9 to 5. As I told you already, the drop boxes cannot be outside. They must be inside the polling location. Mm-hmm. The drop boxes, you can only access 9 to 5. Not anytime you want it. Thirdly, David, if you vote an absentee in Georgia mm-hmm. and your son or mm-hmm. daughter or your parents or your uncle voted absentee, the law prohibits you from actually, dropping their absentee ballot off.
1: You're, you're not. You can't even. Drop okay, it off. I've given you, I've given you a chance to, to say a few things on this. But let's also also understand that there's nothing. All wrong- All that's in the bill. Hold on for a second. There's nothing wrong with providing voter ID because they're going to give free IDs to people that- hold no, on. No, 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 the, no, the state no, no, is going no, no, to give free dang, IDs to dang. people that- Hey, you got to let dang. me speak. You got to let me speak, Roland, the, free, because I let you speak. The, the, free IDs to people that don't have one. They're going to even get let you have a utility bill to prove your residence. I mean, they're making it easier. They're making it no, easier. No, they're not. Yeah, well, sure they are. And then the other thing they, is, too, look, hold on. The voter rolls, why do we not want the voter rolls cleaned up in America? There are 24 million people- on these voter rolls that we have no idea that they're either wrong or there's a problem with it. why, why are why are democrats I, I, you don't want to be called democrat? Why are liberals fighting that? That's my question. Why are liberals what are they David, so
2: concerned about? David, did you forget you forget where Georgia was guilty of of illegally removing upwards of 300,000 people from the rolls? Do you forget that? Do you forget when Greg Palace was traveling wait, a minute, was traveling oh. with a 90 plus year old black woman? who had been removed from the polls. She hadn't moved in 50 years. Do you forget that? Literally, the Secretary of State's office in Georgia had to agree to a settlement because not only that, they also used a company that was not authorized by the United States Postal Service. Do you believe this is Jim...
1: These are facts. Hold on. Do you believe this is Jim Crow 2.0, as
2: Biden says? I, I, I fundamentally believe that the Republican Party by their tactics dealing with voter suppression in Georgia and across the country are absolutely acting Jim Jim Crow 2.0. And nine years ago, Congressman Debbie Wasserman Schultz was on my TV One show and she used the same remark, Republicans lost their minds. Here's the deal, in North Mm -hmm. Carolina, David, I've seen this playbook before. Mm -hmm. In 2008, Obama wins North Carolina by 14,100 votes. What did the Republicans do in North Carolina? Mm -hmm. Change the voting laws to make it harder. But and what but, did but, they you're, do? David, hold on, David. David but go fact, ahead. I've given you a place. Specifically, yeah. they specifically targeted black voters. And the court can, ruled. David, David. Go ahead. David, go ahead the go Federal ahead. courts ruled that Republicans in North Carolina had a, quote, laser-like focus on black voters. They ruled it unconstitutional. Listen. Republicans okay, I got it, keep I
1: got playing it. this game. I got it. Facts
2: But, are but, facts? but listen, you, but, but the problem here is I've only
1: got 30 seconds. I'm going to run out of time. The problem is here, Roland, is that... Uh, liberals never want to address the election integrity issue, and there are integrity David, issues. you there keep are. saying, don't There is election are integrity, integrity issues. Roland, because there are.
2: David, Donald Trump had an entire panel. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald it. Trump. It. Roland, here's the No, 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 th- no. no, no. D- David, David. But stop fact, with it. D- I got fiction. 20 seconds. David, David fact of fiction. Did Donald Trump have an election integrity commission?
1: There was yes no. a 2005 Electric Integrity Commission that said absentee ballot no, no, no. was a major problem None in this country. I got, I got to run. Roland, hold on. Where's
2: Roland? Let's see him. Let's see him. I, I don't want, I just wonder. you're there. Don't worry. I'm not going to, I got three seconds. Two, we got to talk. I'll talk offline. See you.
3: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash impact. Welcome back to The Water Cooler,
1: everybody. That Georgia election law, Georgia voting law making so many headlines, generating so much controversy. We just talked about it with Roland Martin uh, in the first segment of our show. And now uh, let's get some of the political impact of that. Uh, uh, joining me now, ABC News political director Rick Klein back on the water cooler. Rick, always great to see you, sir.
4: Great to see you too, David.
1: Uh, Chris Christie saying on ABC this week, uh, Sunday, uh, concern that Biden, I shouldn't say concern, he basically said Biden was lying about this uh, this bill. I know Biden's taking a lot of hits, even from the Washington Post on the four Pinocchio scale. Uh, wh- what's your sense of of what's going on politically with uh, Biden and this administration? Because they're trying to clearly paint this law a certain way.
4: Yeah, and Biden is called the Jim Crow 2.0, and he's clearly uh, gotten uh, gotten some facts wrong, misstated some basic facts around this law. Uh, that doesn't minimize the potential impact. Um, I think there's a the lot that goes on uh, in this in this bill. Some of it would would expand voting rights. Other things would limit voting rights and voting access in Georgia. So whatever you make of the comparisons to other states or the process by which it was passed, um, I think the the genesis of the law, uh, which would born in the the mistruths, the the, the lies that President uh, that President Trump and his supporters told about the last election. That sparked the conversation, and I think for some Democrats, uh, clearly there wasn't going to be anything that, uh, that that met their test uh, and would have been an acceptable law. And I think, uh, as, as Governor Christie said, uh, Joe Biden has got some of the details of Georgia wrong. But of course, you've seen. A huge impact throughout the political and corporate spectrums, both in reaction to this law.
1: Rick, uh, not to get into a media question here, but I am a little concerned, uh, and I'm curious to get your take. And all the media reports I always hear about how uh, the, this is the way the media is describing it as uh, this Georgia law, like uh, restricting voter rights or voter suppression. But normally they say just say restricting voter rights that that seems to be a Democrat talking point. I'm not suggesting that, that, that media are taking their cues from Democrats, but I'm wondering, I'm concerned about that language because Republicans would say it's about protecting election integrity. It's about making sure voter fraud is not taking place on a wider scale. So, so, but, but the media seems to go with the restricting voter rights, which seems to be along the same lines of what Democrats are saying as well. And that, that, that concerns me a little bit.
4: Yeah, I think I think again. I think the, the debate is hard to have in nuance because yeah. of the way that it was created, and uh, the fact that this is Georgia that we're talking about. Uh, is not a mistake that this is the state that uh, President Biden won, and then two Democratic senators won, and then that's when Republicans came in introducing this new legislation. Uh, and and I think there's there are good debates to be had. You saw Kentucky recently enact bipartisan uh, voting voting reforms. I think you've seen reforms. Enacted in other states, including New Jersey, um, uh, Virginia, recently, uh, a Republican-led effort in in Iowa. I think this conversation, though, has been sparked by uh, the, the the false allegations that uh, were put forward by President Trump and many of his supporters. So that's the baseline that 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 I think a lot of folks looking at this start at. And this would this be happening if not for President Trump's false claims? It's hard to argue that we'd have the same scrutiny. Over all of these processes.
1: You know, I, I would push back and we can have a larger conversation. I didn't bring you on to talk about Trump's false claims or all of that, but but that, that is, that, that's an issue now in this uh, censorship area that we're in here, because if you say any of that stuff that Trump said is true uh, or believe that, uh, th- then you've got a target on your back uh, if you say that as a conservative today.
4: Well, it's not true. I don't. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I. Well, I, I think. I think you, you talk. You, you, the, was the election stolen? It wasn't. That's a statement of fact. And, but, but, uh, I, however, however, people want to get targeted as a result of it. That's if that's what you're referring to. I mean, that that's that's debunked. It just wasn't the case.
1: Well, it's of course his opinion, and not only his opinion, but just. to, I mean, we can talk about this another. I brought you on to talk about some other stuff, but I will say this: uh, that that indeed a judge never got to hear a lot of this evidence uh, in different areas of the country, and. And there are – there's clearly some evidence out there that people have concerns about, and that just seems to be blown off entirely.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, the, the election's over. Uh, uh, right, I don't Trump want to lost. litigate it again. It, 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 I don't see the, there's a lot of sense going in that. My point is that uh, the, 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 the debunked claims of the president and his supporters were used as inspiration for a lot of these discussions, and I think that's made a political climate where it's very difficult to get uh, any kind of uh, cooperation.
1: Yeah. Let me ask about uh, the Biden infrastructure uh, bill uh, coming up. Uh, What do you make of it, the political uh, potholes ahead? Because it seems to me, and you tell me what you think here, uh, is this going to be 2.0 on budget reconciliation or at least this idea that they're going to, if it's not going to be budget reconciliation, they're at least going to go it alone and just uh, push it through somehow, some way with no Republican support?
4: Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic because this is a president that came in with a promise of unity and bipartisanship, and it may be partisanship, uh, not bipartisanship. That's the, uh, the way that he's able to muscle through uh, infrastructure and really anything else. And yes, the, the effort will be made to try to make this part of a budget reconciliation process, which is allows, allows you to get something done with this US 50 votes in the Senate. Short of that, I, I am not seeing anything that's going to bring Republicans to the table. Uh, Biden, again, talked about it today, and he says a lot of these ideas have Republican support. But in terms of Republican lawmakers who are ready to to sign on, it's not there. So uh, the fact is, COVID was difficult enough to pass just with Democrats. He's going to have his work uh, cut out for him with a larger price tag around a broadly defined infrastructure program that isn't just roads and bridges and traditional infrastructure and, of course, tax increases. I don't see Republicans going along, so it's going to have to be Democrats who who stick together on this, or I don't think this part of the Biden agenda is going to happen. Rick, I see this as a
1: pattern now. Uh, I remember those 10 Republican senators in on the stimulus bill, and uh, they were looking for a smaller deal, uh, and a smaller deal on bipartisanship was there to have, and he didn't do it. They went budget reconciliation, and here we are again. So what happened to to unity from a a political standpoint? what, What happened to all
4: that? So there's a twist on it, If uh, the, according to the Biden White House. They'll say that the bills already are bipartisan because they have uh, grassroots support or polling support for ideas like infrastructure reform and even taxes on wealthier Americans. Mm-hmm. That's not how it's traditionally been defined. Clearly, <laughs> right. having Republican votes is what you talk about in terms of a bipartisan piece of legislation. But I think, I think that there's, a, there's a, something I think has been forecast by this White House is that they're not going to wait around for Republicans. There's a broad sense that, uh, among many Democrats, that, that Barack Obama spent a lot of time uh, in his first term, trying to work with Republicans to get them to go along with ideas around health care say or around cap and trade and environmental issues and and was essentially left at the altar and biden doesn't doesn 't plan to to wait around to to cut those deals that may or may not be there
1: yeah potentially a reincarnate a reincarnated fdr potentially is what what we 're it feels like i don 't know.
4: It's it's big. I mean, look, these numbers are yeah. huge. And I think some of the expansions that you're talking about, it's a redefinition of what government can and, and would do under a Biden presidency.
1: Right. Rick Klein, ABC News political director. Always great to have you. Thank you, sir. Thanks, David. All right. Uh, Rick Klein coming complete with the bookcase, by the way. And let me just be uh, very clear. Rick does not need the books behind him. He's super smart. Me, on the other hand, uh, folks, if we could get uh, a bookcase behind me, that would help me immensely because then people would think I actually read for a living and I don't I've got a couple of pop-up books at home scratch and sniff and that's about it alright when we come back I have no idea who's on the show no I really do Uh, uh, who's on the show next back to the water school, everybody we've been talking a lot about that georgia election law the voting law and uh donald trump calling for you know you know donald trump he doesn't just boycott he doesn't say just boycott delta he's like boycott delta boycott major league baseball boycott coca-cola boycott jim acosta boycott everybody in the world and sue them for all they're worth anyhow uh that's what he wants out of maga nation we'll see if they deliver because the bottom line is the almighty dollar speaks wonders to these corporations. Joining me now, Jordan Seculo, executive director of the ACLJ. Jordan, always great to have you back on the show, sir. Thanks, David. Well, uh, look, I got to tell you, uh, and this is a personal, personal aside here on The Water Cooler, I was a big Major League Baseball fan uh, back in the 90s uh, and in the 80s. My Mets, 86 uh, Mets, got to love them. Bill Buckner, sorry about that, went through the legs. I, look, bottom line is this, when they did the 94 strike over that, Donald Fair and the money, I, I had issues and I kind of checked out. And now, if I wasn't fully checked out, I'm definitely checked out because this is insane what Major League Baseball is doing here. Jordan, your take.
5: Yeah, politicizing sports is the worst to me, David. Horrible. And, and it it's also when you have uh, – it's a city of Atlanta, and I grew up in Atlanta and, and grew up in the state of Georgia, but Atlanta itself is is you know the driving factor – of the state. It's the, the largest uh, city in the state. And I think that for most people, if you know Georgia, you would say, well, Atlanta is very different than the rest of the state. And it is, and that's not a bad thing. But but it's, it's also ridiculous then to punish uh, Atlanta and its surrounding counties for what a state legislature did that you don't like as politicians, and then get corporate America. It's such an interesting shift because I think so many liberals and so many people out there too, a lot of voters, think that corporate America and the Republican Party are just, you know, in bed together on everything. And that is not the truth. Big corporate America is actually in bed with the left, and they're very much into this woke culture. They've totally accepted it as part of their uh, way of operation. But the big question, I think Senator Rubio put it best to the MLB commissioner, Major League Baseball commissioner. He said, well, are you going to give up your membership at Augusta National? And what happens there? Is it the Masters that's going to be gone next time? They didn't have time for that. But are they going to move the Masters out of the state of Georgia? That's a little more difficult than a baseball game. Or they just cancel it altogether because it happens to be in a state which, by the way, uh, still has uh, is more open and has more access to early voting than the state of New York. And uh, for Joe Biden to go and say, well, 40 other states are doing what Georgia did. I wish that was the case. But Joe Biden, of course, was absolutely wrong on that as well. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous, Jordan. And I got to tell you, the question is,
1: where does this end? Uh, you know, like you're yeah. saying, I mean, I, I don't know where this is going, but you mentioned here, you said a corporate America is in bed with the left. And so my question is, why is this a political correctness thing? Do they think they have to be like uh, uh, granola crunchy and just like everybody has to hug a tree? I mean, what, what, what is this? I mean, because the numbers are on the other side. I mean, this is a center right country. There are a lot more conservatives in this country. Uh, if you combine them with independence, than
5: leftist liberals. Well, I think that they are looking globally. And who looks globally, that's the left. So who will look past their business deals with China and other dictatorships that are abusing human rights? The left, because they're doing business with those same countries. That's so why we don't see the criticism of China the same way we saw under the Trump administration. We don't see the, uh, uh, we saw the quiet acknowledgement of the genocide going on. Now Isn't that bizarre? A quiet acknowledgement of genocide mm-hmm. uh, with China instead of world outrage that we we should be building as a nation as currently the world's leader, but I think it goes too that every one of these companies we're talking about that supports this boycott, they don't care about the workers in Georgia that are going to be affected by this. They care about their their big contracts and in, in the Major League Baseball's case, their exemption from antitrust laws. They're considered a sport, ha, not a business, which is uh, which is interesting in and of itself. And they're all doing business with China, so they're not concerned about th- this. Is all. Uh, Bogus. This concern for rights, this concern for what happens in in Georgia voting and absentee voting and getting free IDs uh, out to anybody who requests one. This is not what it's about. It's about wherever the wind blows. And, And unfortunately, these corporations, David, are blowing very quickly with the left wing mob.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. I could talk about this all day. I want to get on to this Biden infrastructure bill. Uh, hold, mm. now, now let me get this straight. I have read through some of what's in this bill apparently, or this p- potential bill. Uh, it's like 5 or 10% roughly for infrastructure spending. The rest yes. of it is just like, what, $400 million to take care of the elderly? Hey, I want to take care of the elderly. Don't get me wrong. I don't want people's taxpayer money going uh, to, to taking care of the elderly beyond the social safety net. But this is insane, Jordan, what's going on here specifically. Why don't you help us break this down as to, to the concerns inside this bill?
5: Yeah. So you've got elements of the Green New Deal. Uh, are much bigger than the actual elements, like you said. This is another false leader, because you're thinking about, when you hear infrastructure, rightfully you think roads, bridges, uh, railroads, airports, basics, you know, the hospital improvements, uh, public service improvements that we all utilize, that we all know need to constantly be improved so that our country continues to grow and prosper. Wonderful. But like you said, that's five to 10% of this. The rest of this is what Jinsaki called a uh, social uh, infrastructure. I don't even know what that means. I
1: don't know what that means.
5: But I can start figuring it out based on the bill. It's these handouts to various different interest groups and again, trying to push things that have nothing to do with actual infrastructure into another huge spending bill. Instead of getting bipartisan support for redoing our roads and redoing our bridges and redoing our airports, we're going to be left with yet another partisan, more partisan warfare on an issue, which should be simple. But of course, it's not because it has nothing to do or very little to do with actual infrastructure.
1: Right. So basically, when they talk about infrastructure, they're not only talking about bridges and tunnels. They're talking about re- literally remaking the, the infrastructure of America from their liberal progressive philosophy.
5: Right. So it's about, you know, going through buildings and saying, well, you need a much a, this much more. Yeah, your heat works, but you need a more efficient heater. And so that's part of the Green New Deal. You need more efficient. These windows and these solar panels and this wind farm and, and all that combined together. It is not traditional infrastructure. And if they were honest with the American people, people would be outright rejecting this. This is not this is it's, it's a job killer. It's not it's not a job grower. They talk about all the jobs will be created through redoing the roads. Not if only 5% of this trillion dollar bill, multi-trillion dollar bill, is about redoing roads. Mm -hmm. It's about, uh, again, handing out to special interest on the left, and it is really, ultimately, the Green New Deal in another day.
1: Yeah, Jordan Seculo, really appreciate your time, Uh, ACLJ Executive Director. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, David. All right, Uh, he's absolutely right. And and by the way, uh, here's here's my, my big issue. Joe Biden talked about unity. He talked about coming together. There'll be things we agree on, things we disagree. Hey, you know what you, you know what Republicans and Democrats actually agree on? That the infrastructure in this country needs to be updated. Okay, great. So take that five to 10% of the bill. I don't know. What do you call it? About four, uh, $200 million to uh, billions? Excuse me. I get my billions and billions confused. Anyhow, do that and do a deal. Ain't going to do that. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody, a big tech censorship. We cover it extensively here on the water cooler, that and cancel culture. It is with us every single day, especially for conservatives. As a matter of fact, predominantly for conservatives. I'm sorry. Let me take that back exclusively for conservatives. At least that's the way it is now. Uh, and one guy in the middle of all of this is uh, Jeff Brain, who joins us now. He's the CEO and founder of Cloud Hub. Uh, Jeff, always good to see you and c- glad you're back on the program.
0: David, thanks for having me. Glad so, to be here.
1: So, so, Jeff, look, you you you've been a victim, if you will, of big tech censorship uh, with with your platform in terms of IBM and deplatforming you. What, what's what's the latest? You've been able to kind of come back now in terms of working it out. But what, what's happened to you guys specifically at CloudHub and the concern you have?
0: Well, you're right. After the November third election, uh, IBM, which hosted our video channels, took all our channels down. We had fifty-seven channels at the time. And they took them all down in a, a false swoop. You know, at least YouTube gives you advanced notice or a warning, they didn't even do any of that. They just took us all down, all our channels down. Now they put up a bunch you know, back, but left about 14 off, mostly those that were critical of the election. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, in this country we're supposed to be able to have an opinion and, and these channels were talking about their opinion. But what we decided to do is to create our own channel hosting system and that's what we did. And now all channels are back up. And in fact, we're growing um, with many more channels having come to us now. But free speech is very important. And and we believe in free speech. and, And that's a principle about why we exist is to ensure that people have freedom of thought and expression.
1: Uh, Jeff, take us through the backstory of Laura Trump and what happened to her the other day. And she came over to CloudHub, started her own channel over there, uh, because uh, that interview she did with President Trump, uh, P- POTUS 45, if you will, was not allowed to uh, air, if you will, on Facebook. What happened there, and what's been the reaction since?
0: You're right. Facebook decided that the voice of former President Trump is not allowed on Facebook, nor are there his surrogates. Uh, and remarkably, uh, when Laura put her video, her interview, really one of the first interviews since uh, the election, uh, up on Facebook, they immediately took it down off of Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just more cancel culture, more censorship. You know, the people have a right to hear what he has to say. Uh, I find it stunning what Facebook is doing. But we uh, reached out to Laura Trump and invited her to have a channel on CloudHub and and she took us up on that and she has a channel now. The reaction has been very positive and we invite anybody that feels they're being censored on the other platforms to come and, and enjoy a channel on CloudHub where they can speak freely. They don't have to feel measured in what they're talking about and can, can reach their audience. The president has an audience, you know, half at least half the country voted for him and uh, people want to hear what he has to say. And, and then let the people decide. Let, let them hear all sides of issues and let them decide. Uh, big tech should not be deciding what we get to hear or whose voices we hear.
1: Jeff, uh, President Trump eventually will get back on social media. We understand something's in the works. So what, what can you tell us? Uh, maybe, necessarily what you're, maybe you can tell us what you're hearing, but, but how does that affect the landscape uh, as it relates to what you guys do and, and the social media landscape out there?
0: Well, we do understand the uh, president is, is looking at different options. There are a number of different platforms out there uh, that he can he can go with or he can try and create his own. We think his voice is important to have back out there and, and people being able to hear what he has to say. I happen to think that Cloud Hub is the right platform for him because we are a platform where people can do. On most platforms, you just post and then look at how many likes and follows you get. But on Cloud Hub, it's designed for people to be able to take action, for people to be able to organize and mobilize. And so for him, it's the perfect platform for him. He, he could mobilize his base to, to behind this candidate or this issue or this policy. And that's where we're at you know there's a lot of challenges facing society in our country today it's not enough to just be posting in exchange for likes we talk about free speech use free speech to make a difference and we would invite the president to come to cloud hub
1: has that pitch been made to the president to his team
0: you know i'm I'm not at liberty to talk about any of the discussions that we're having but but there have been Uh, discussions and and uh, I'll leave it at that okay let let me ask you a little bit
1: about uh, President Trump overall do you believe big tech therefore is trying to cancel President
0: Trump it certainly appears that way right I mean to have uh, I mean when you think about it I mean if this ever happened to any other former president it would be outrageous but to have a person who is president of the United States have his voice removed from all social media is is just unbelievable. I mean, if it happened to you, Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. But if it happened to me, it's unbelievable. It's it's unacceptable to happen to anybody that they just decide your voice cannot be heard on social media. Again, this is not him having his own account on Facebook. This is anybody playing video of his voice on Facebook. They're taking it down, and and I just feel that's gone too far. And everybody whether you're on the left or on the right, should be concerned about this cancer culture because it's coming for you next.
1: Well, you kind of teed me up to my last question here, which is, what is the future here? If you could look into the Jeff Brain crystal ball as to where this is going, my sense of it is it's going to get far worse before it gets any better.
0: Well, we've certainly seen it get worse since the election, right? It's gotten much worse. It's gotten much fiercer. I think the answer is what you're seeing out of Florida and what you're seeing out of Texas, which is states taking... uh, positions to stop the censorship. If, you, if you're censoring people based on politics, uh, then, then it, you, there are ramifications and that should be the case. We should be able to have different political views. That's what this country is based on, that freedom. It's written in our constitution and big tech should not be able to silence our voices. That's why I invite everybody to come to CloudHub where you can speak freely and take action and make a difference.
1: I'm assuming you're not putting too much stock in the Biden administration doing anything on Section 230 or otherwise here.
0: Well, I would hope that they would. They should. Uh, I I don't know that they will, though. I mean, I think you're right. I think that many people question whether they have uh, the intention to really solve this problem or not. Yeah.
1: Jeff Brain, uh, always good to see you, sir. Thanks. uh, Thanks for the time.
0: David, thank you for having me.
1: All right. Uh, Jeff Brain, uh, who's been on the show quite a few times, talking about big tech censorship. And I can tell you right now, we are going to hammer this issue every day, uh, probably multiple times a day. Uh, It is going to be one of the key issues that you will find here at The Water Cooler. You will find big tech censorship. You will find cancel culture. Those will be two key issues going forward. Yes, we'll cover politics. Yes, we'll cover the culture wars. And by the way, on the culture wars, let me just say, Everybody talked to me for like 20, 25 years. Oh, the culture wars, they're going to go away. They're going to, they're never going away, folks. We're in the middle of a culture war right now and a really bad one at that. We're back in a moment with The Last Sip here on The Water Cooler. Welcome back to The Water Cooler, everybody. Time for a Monday last sip. Monday last sips are a little bit spicier. Not really. Um, Let's put this story up on the big board, shall we? Look at that. The New York Post. uh, (laughs) Are you kidding me? Not that I didn't. I have already seen this. It's like I'm reacting to it. I I know the story. Portland school delays Evergreen's mascot vote over fears it has ties or it's tied to lynching. I kid you not. This is a Portland high school. They are delaying a vote uh, to possibly change the mascot's uh, symbol to an evergreen tree. What's a, it's just evergreen. It's an evergreen tree, but apparently there are concerns about its potential tie to lynching. Uh, the name of the school is the Ida B. Wells Barnett school or high school. And it's named after a prominent black activist, Uh, who documented lynching and so anyhow the school was set to vote on uh, this mascot last Tuesday but a board director shared some concerns from the community about this and well the rest is history Uh, I guess they're concerned apparently that uh, their mascot would be a tree (laughs) their mascot would be a tree Uh, which apparently has to do clearly with lynching, because yes, I get it, lynching and trees do go together. But an evergreen tree, anyhow, if you read the article, goes on to say that actually evergreen trees were not used for lynching back in the day, though apparently there's some discussion about that. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, evergreen trees are now being canceled and being whatever you want to call it. I mean, this is, this is the world that we live in today, but let's, let's understand something. And we said it on the show before, but I want to be very clear about it. Uh, someone's values are going to reign supreme. A- and there is a fight in this country between liberals and conservatives. I don't need to tell you that. You know that. But there's something much bigger going on. It's a, it's a battle, if you will, to find out whose values are going to win in the end. Uh, And that's what this is all about. So if you go back to the Georgia election law, the voting law, uh, you see it playing out very well. You've got corporations like Delta and Coca-Cola and Major League Baseball lining up on one side, and you have others, uh, Georgia politicians, conservative ones, lining up on the other. The question, and this is the key, and there's something we talked about at the top of the show, it has to do with boycott money, because guess what? The almighty dollar wins in the end. Now, we know values and the dollar aren't necessarily tied together because values need to stand alone as a moral imperative. But the truth of the matter is companies like Delta and Coca-Cola and all of them, they'll listen if the money starts to fall, and that's where boycotts come in. Back in a moment. Welcome back to The Water Cooler, everybody. This has been an interesting show. I've broken a sweat, Roland Martin, on the show. Uh, I know. Go ahead. Send me the emails, thewatercooler at justthenews.com. I know. I know. Why is he on the show? because guess what, we're not Jack Dorsey. We actually let people speak. All right, uh, speaking about letting people speak, look who's on the show, Anna Perez. Anna, great to see you again. Great to see you. I like how we always get the formalities out of the way. Yeah. It's just like, great to see you. (laughs) I love it. All right, so what do you have today? Uh, Because, you know, I'll be honest with you. I have have no idea. I think I kind of know, but I really don't know.
3: I'm just being honest. I don't know. Yeah, well, it has sort of something to do with the Georgia election laws that were just passed because uh, the MLB actually just moved their playoff game and their draft from Atlanta, Georgia, because they said that the Um, The Georgia laws don't, they don't align with their values as the MLB. um, Which is interesting because we also found out that they're still streaming their playoff games on the Chinese streaming platform uh, Tencent Video. So of course they're receiving a lot of backlash, not only from conservatives, but a lot of Americans in general are just not happy with the fact that you can come out with a statement that says, you know, this doesn't align with our values, hosting this in Atlanta, Georgia, but yet you're okay with holding it in a communist country that is very genocidal. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been an issue for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and the NBA as well, with their whole ties to China as well.
3: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And sorry, I was gonna say, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, of course we saw that with the NBA recently. Um, And then on top of that, you look at this and you think, okay, well, why? I mean, this is all about optics for them. Um, And it reminded me a lot of the the Black Lives Matter movement, actually. I know we were just talking about that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, a lot of companies came out in support of that, saying, oh, of course we don't support, like, black genocide. And it's like, well... Do these companies actually believe that's what's happening? No, of course not. They're out here trying to appease the left. They're trying to appease people so that they don't, you know, get canceled like every company does if you don't appease the left.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the question then becomes back to MLB and the boycott situation. Are conservatives going to actually take out their frustration uh, with, you know, with uh, with their wallets, with their money and, and hold that back? So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with that.
3: Right. I mean, we will see. I mean, like we've talked about before, it's, you know, if these are things that, the, that conservatives are very much against, then they will have to take a stand mm-hmm. if that's something that they want to see change.
1: Yeah. All right. Anna Perez, uh, great. once again, great to see you. Great to see you. Well, great. And I like how you've leaned <laughs> into it. Great. All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, okay. So uh, tomorrow on the show, uh, let's see who's on the Oh, guess who's on the show tomorrow? Uh, not my mother. Tommy Lahren on the show tomorrow love to have tommy back i've known her for a while and uh you know she's kind of an introvert so we're going to try to get her out of her shell a little bit uh tomorrow not really we'll see you all on
4: the water cooler tomorrow tuesday another day another dollar see you tomorrow